It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz have knocked off the world champions in a possession-by-possession game late. They do it with incredible defensive effort. Rudy Gobert was amazing. Jay Crowder, a star. Super things to talk about. It's all coming up on Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's postcast is brought to you by The Store. And I know you went there yesterday and you had a great time. We're not talking about the store. We usually talk about the store and we don't want to talk about the game. And we babble about the store for a few seconds so that we don't have to. You can go at 60 North South, 20 East, have a mudslide cookie. All right, let's go. Had a great time at the store okay, last Okay, great. Night. Let's go. Yeah, what a win. We needed this so bad. I mean, Ron, let's, can we talk about that first? Because maybe I'm overplaying this and you can welcome to tell me this. The psychology of this team. They've been incredibly resilient, but losing's not fun. They've lost four of five. You can talk to them about the schedule. I can try to explain the schedule, but they, they don't feel good about themselves. I mean, I really think that's been a part of their inability to always play consistently is a lack of confidence. What does this mean for them as a collective group? Well, it, it means a heck of a lot. And when I say a heck of a lot, I can exaggerate a little bit more with that, you know, because... Yeah, but don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Because no, then no, the yeah. store won't sponsor us. But, but this, this is what's so fascinating is that they come out and win a ball game like this and they, I didn't think they played that bad against Houston. No, I thought but, they played great. Yeah, but it was the other games that they had had where they've just, you know, it seemed like the confidence has just dropped out of the, from all of them to the point where they were all afraid to shoot. They knew they needed a, a big ball game. They knew they needed collectively to, to, to have a very good shooting night, a very good defensive night, and it may have started in Houston. Even though they lost that ball game, this game may have started in Houston. There are two defensive nights. I gave the numbers on them. I don't want to, people, I'll put them in empty the noggin. I don't want to bore you with them. But let those two defensive performances that the Jazz put on against the, the Rockets were the number one offense in the last 20 games, and the, Jazz, and the Warriors are the number one offense for the season. To be able to put that together at that level against those teams is really, it might have been two of the best defensive performances by anyone all year. Now the question is how? What was so good? What did they do defensively well, in either this night or both nights? Well, first of all, it took a, a, a fantastic night by James Harden in order to win that basketball game. So, and, and you know, you couldn't, can't do a lot about that. But keeping the, the Golden State Warriors from just going bananas off the three-point line and 
getting those open looks, I mean, I know I'm strictly talking about offense, but you just can't say enough about the fact that they were getting the shots that they're comfortable with and, and, and they were and started making them. They did not let the Golden State Warriors just get to the dress where the Jazz are playing uphill. That second quarter, when it looked like uh, it was going to be over, uh, Jay Crowder gets hot, starts knocking down some threes, and they're back in the back in the basketball game. So confidence is everything in this league, uh, especially with a team like the Jazz when you don't have your your, your Steph Currys and, and Durants and Thompsons, you know, th those type of things. Two things the defense that I've seen, Ron. One is the collective of collective effort of on-ball defense by multiple players has been great. So Donovan might have been 5 of 26 tonight, but he guarded Klay Thompson for much of the night, who was 3 of 12 and 0 for 4. He was really good on Klay Thompson tonight. Rubio was great on Harden and great on Steph tonight. Dante was great on Harden and great on Steph tonight. He actually, interestingly, I think he in both games got tired and had breakdowns. He had two breakdowns against Harden. He had two breakdowns against Curry, but I think they're both fatigue-related, kind of now that you think about the fact that the same thing happened twice. Royce O'Neal didn't play as much tonight, but he had a few moments. Um, and then Jay Crowder had to guard Durant and was really super. So we're seeing that, and then that allows um, Rudy Gobert to be who he is. Yeah. And he was so great tonight. Fantastic. Four block shots. And not just forget about how many shots he intimidated. You know, it's just... Defensively, he was, he's always going to be the anchor. They funnel everything to him. And the key thing here with the game plan is, and you mentioned it a little earlier with Jake and, and, um, and Britton, is that McKenzie, uh, Draymond Green, Looney, you know, they, if, you, if those guys are going to beat us, beat us. But we, we wanted to make sure we took care of those other three guys. There's a talent that this team has that you don't ever talk about or that one doesn't ever talk about. And that is the ability to execute a game plan. Yeah. That you have smart players who are bought in, who are willing to be coached. That they understand that in today's case, Antonio Lang and Zach Guthrie, along with Quinn Snyder, have worked endlessly to put together a game plan that is going to give them the best opportunity to win. And they execute it without doubt. David, when it, it's, it's something when, when you have to simulate something, you're not going to be as effective doing it. You know, you... Jazz walkthroughs, they have a defensive breakdown. I mean, to the point where there are, it's like a little mini practice, if you want to put it that way, of, of defending certain plays at the Golden State Warriors. It's not yeah. plays, it's no. actions. Uh, yeah. It's to the minute detail exactly. of like how this guy's going to step around the pick and how you're going to step on that. And, and if you're not ready after all of that, you know, then you need to be on the end of that bench down there right. because, and, and many times they've said, you got to know pickup points, you got to know personnel, you got to know every defensive position on the floor, which means if I get switched off on Durant, then I have to know if I'm in that position over there, what I'm supposed to be doing defensively, and, you know, so everything stays cohesive. You know, what's interesting in this regard, Ron, is – when you when you talk about kind of the way they've been playing and their buy-in and doing that, sometimes fans have a hard time understanding why a player just got taken out of a game. Yeah. Well, now that's why. Because if we're going to work this hard to have that kind of detail and you don't execute it, right. then what are we doing? Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's it. All right, let's go to the offense tonight. Alex Jensen said it to us beautifully at halftime. It was second side action. What did he mean by second side action? Well, you, you, I think on any offense, 
you need to have something going on, on on the weak side of the floor, second side action, which means you got a, a rotation over there, maybe even a screen away or something. Make the defense pay attention to the weak side of the floor so they're not clogging the middle and worried about what's going on on the front side, of, uh, on the strong side of the ball. That weak side action uh, balances the floor for the most part. And, and when, you, when you have something like that, it, it, it makes your offense work a little bit better. The box score on Donovan Mitchell will look like one of the worst nights he's ever had in his career. Yeah. There were moments tonight which honestly were as bad as I've seen him, like yeah. I think in key moments. What is impressive to me about Donovan is the block shot of Klay Thompson where he ends up in the crowd may have changed the game. Mm -hmm. And the other one was that in the midst of that, the effort, energy, and focus stayed attuned that's a pretty tough thing to do when you're having this tough a night. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And you can just see he was he was starting to struggle a little bit, uh, taking deep breaths. And, and, and I know for sure those deep breaths wasn't because he was tired. You know, could have been his legs could have been a little tired there, but he was trying to relax himself, you know, uh, take the stress and, and, and loosen up, not be tight going to the free throw line. Some of those jump shots he, he, that he had to take, I mean, there was a couple of them he was forced to take because of the clock running down. But you see where they were? Short. So that's, you know, that's that happens. So second year in the league, he's going to go through things like this. He and went for the – he tried to knock the game out yeah. with three minutes left. You can't knock the Warriors out. You actually have to beat the Warriors with singles and stay inside the game plan. And he got eager and tried to knock them out. That's a great uh, point. The impressive thing to me also in this one, the Jazz, I thought, had just about lost this game in the second quarter. The Warriors were up eight. They were putting the clamps down. The Jazz fought back. The Warriors got this within two. We went to a timeout. I'm certain the Warriors thought they were going to win at that point, and they didn't. Very impressive win by the Jazz. The defense has been brilliant both the last two nights, and they move up the rankings. They're beginning to be who we thought they were. Uh, the schedule has been unbearable. I know none of you want to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it against a win or a loss. We will jump on a plane tomorrow. We will play. We will jump on a plane again, and we will play. And at the end of that run, we will have taken more than half our plane flights for the season, and we will have played four games all season long where we did not jump on a plane before we played. Don't forget the time zones. Those, right. those two time zones, believe me, will get, it will get you. So, great win. The battle is still on. But some great signs tonight. Have a good one. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. The NBA is back. So that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando. And Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA. So if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.